Welcome to episode 17 with Lorraine Murphy, blending business with baby. Welcome to the Wellness Project podcast with Claire Obeyed. I'm a life and wellness coach, yoga teacher, EFT practitioner, and meditation guide. And most importantly, I'm a mama. And I'm here to support you to free your mind, fuel your body, and feed your soul as we journey into the project of your own wellness. From meditation, yoga, spirituality, and health to well-being, mindset, conscious living, and conscious parenting, I dive into it all, featuring moments of contemplation mixed with inspired action and handy takeaways. You will feel inspired and motivated, ready to cultivate new habits, rituals, and tools for your wellness journey. With mini meditation sessions to support you in cultivating inner stillness, connection, and clarity, and special co-hosted episodes and interviews to answer your questions. The Wellness Project podcast has you covered. Hey beauties, I am so excited for you to dive straight in and listen to this incredible chat with Lorraine Murphy about blending business with baby. She's got some really beautiful insights and really provides a lot of tips and a lot of ways in which we can positively and consciously and conscientiously blend our lives as mothers with our businesses, especially if you're an entrepreneur. I think this conversation is really important because Lorraine is dedicated to being positive around this rather than seeing it as a struggle and something that we have to work really hard at and something that potentially is weighing us down and causing us stress and grief. So I think this is a really empowering conversation and I think you're going to love Lorraine if you've never engaged or connected with her before. She's also got an awesome new book out called Get Remarkably Organized, which has just come out in January, and I know you're going to love it, and this conversation too. Hi, Lorraine. Thank you so much for joining me this morning for our chat. I'm so excited to have this, what I feel is a very important conversation about blending baby and business. So how are you? Thank you you for having me. I'm excited. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we're going to dive right in, and some of the stuff that we're talking about to those listening might not sound initially business related but I hope that whoever's listening can kind of hear how this is all going to weave in because it's really important for us to start where we're going to start which is your particular journey in terms of getting pregnant and starting the motherhood ride basically do you mind sharing that with us because I know that it's a really big and important story for you yeah sure um so I myself and my husband Wade were married for I think like three years yeah it would have been three years and we had the conversation we were went away to the Blue Mountains uh, for the weekend. And it was an interesting one because I'd, I'd started my business a couple of years beforehand and I was in full-on business mode and absolutely loving that whole journey. And I caught up with a friend at a business conference I was at and she uh, was a bit older. She was in her late 40s. And she was sharing with me that she had really struggled to get pregnant and had pretty much accepted that it wasn't going to happen for her and her partner anymore. And I just thought it was really, really sad. And I said to her, so, you know, if there's any way I can help, you know, I've got friends who are going on this journey of of fertility and so on, uh, fertility treatment. And she said, the one way you can help me is don't wait, don't leave it as long as I did. Mm. And I just remember having this moment of going, wow, because we wanted to have children, but I think we were both doing our own thing. And and it was almost a, a one day thing it was never like oh we'll start next year yes and I went away the the next day actually with my husband for the weekend and we had sat down and we said okay we're going to have our you know talk about our five-year plan and where we want to be and we sat down on the sofa and he was sitting there with his notebook and pen and I said I want to have a baby I want to start start trying ASAP and he just thought 
whoa, okay. <laughs> and, and looking back, I'm like, why are we so surprised? You know, we've been married two or three years. I was, what was I, 32 at that point? You know, mm. it was probably time for us to start thinking about it. He was so floored. And he said, oh, okay. And so we started trying. Of course, I started reading. I, I type A personality treated it like a new business project. So I read all my books. We'd agreed that we'd start trying the following February. We were going on a very belated honeymoon to Africa. So we needed to take um, various different travel medications. So we didn't want to be taking them while we were trying. Mm-hmm. So we agreed we'd start in February. And I just assumed we would get pregnant immediately. I just could not imagine any other outcome. And as it happened, we tried for a year. And we weren't getting any worse. So you can imagine the journey I was on Mm. with things not working out according to my schedule. And we actually found out the year we went down the the route of of consulting with the fertility specialist to see what was going on. And what had actually happened, I had precancerous cells on my cervix when I was 24, which I had treated. And what had actually happened was treatment I had back then, 10 years beforehand, almost 10 years beforehand, had actually created some scar tissue on my cervix, which meant that I pretty much couldn't fall pregnant. And um, so I had a day procedure in August to have that uh, fixed up, and then we got pregnant straight away wow. after that. But it was a it was an eighteen month process, and the whole time I said, "No, there can't be a problem. We're fine. It's just timing." It's. I told myself a lot of it was due to me being stressed with the business. And when we actually spoke to the fertility specialist, he said, in his opinion, stress has no impact at all on oh, wow. ability to get pregnant, which for me was I just felt this weight lifting off my shoulders because I'd taken on so much responsibility mm. for this fact that, you know, I hadn't been able to get pregnant and, you know, create this beautiful baby that way than I wanted. And I was taking a lot of ownership and, and a lot of blame, I think, for that, that the, the stress of the business must be causing this. So that was our journey. And I think, you know, you know, you and I chatted during the week about what we'd like to talk about on this call. And the big, so a lot of people now ask me, a lot of women who have their own businesses or are thinking about starting their own businesses are asking me, so, you know, what, what advice would you have for me? And, and my big piece of advice, and I wish I could go back and say this to myself back when we, we were starting this journey was not to try and plan the business around getting pregnant Mm. because each month that I didn't get pregnant, I'd say, okay, well, it's going to be next month then. And then I'd plan everything around the business with a view to me being pregnant and um, having a baby in nine months' time. And just the amount of times my plans shifted because this baby wasn't ready to arrive yet. And I just wish I could go back and tell myself, don't plan the business, just concentrate on being well. getting pregnant and then everything else can fall into place beyond that because I just burned so much energy Mm. trying to plan and you know you're trying to plan for something that you have zero control over and so yeah it was a huge waste of energy and stress and emotion and exhaustion and gosh what a massive life lesson though you know (laughs) there's so much that we can't control just generally full stop and yes, it, absolutely. And to think that that little procedure that you had pretty much fixed everything and you got pregnant straight away, it's almost like, um, would you would you agree with this, that perhaps that was a lesson that you had to personally go through, you know, in, in order to let go of that type A planning, controlling kind of element, which is kind of preparation for motherhood, isn't it? Yes, I would agree, absolutely. Mm. I think I had to relearn the lesson again <laughs> because she, would, <laughs> she was two and a half weeks past our due date. So I had to relearn that again. So I think that was the universe going, you still need to learn this lesson, Lorraine. So, yeah. 
but I totally agree. It's it's very good preparation. Yes. I just needed to do a bit more preparation. Oh, and you'll need to do it again and again and again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at every stage. I mean, I, I've only got a, an almost three-year-old and pregnant with the second one, but at every stage there's always a, okay, wow, let's surrender a little bit more here and let's let go of plans even more. And you mean I have no control again? It's constant, but it's it, it gets easier because you, you, you know this, with any kind of lesson you you kind of, you're aware of it before it even gets too intense and you're like, oh yes, that lesson. All right, I'm ready for you. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So Lorraine, what I really want to explore with you is how has this massive lesson about learning to be in the unplanned, uncontrolled state that obviously you experienced in your journey to bring Lexi into the world, how has that fed into your business and your life now? Because it's a pretty massive lesson. Yes, absolutely. It really is. Um, I think for me, I've, I've always been very, very hands-on in my business. I've had amazing people in the team for, well, I've had the business for five and a half years now. It's in the Remarkables group. Um, and I think it was really just having to surrender and say, okay, you guys, you, you're going to drive this now for the next few months. So what I did was I brought a business partner on to the Remarkables group in February this year when I was six months pregnant. Mm. And so Natalie um, bought into the business and we pretty much went on a, <laughs> we went hell for leather on a three month process to get her skilled up in terms of what we do. And also to, um, get to a point where I could step back for four months. So I finished up in the business, uh, 37 weeks mm. and I jumped back in at kind of two and a half, three months when next was two and a half, three months old. So I think for me, it was really, um, having to trust and just say, you guys, you've got this um because as you know yourself when when your new baby arrives they're just the center of your world and it's it's very hard to find the energy for anything else in those especially in those early weeks yes. so i think that that was a really um big lesson not lesson but an, an experience to go through in terms of genuinely handing over control to someone else i my business partner um, and i think probably the second biggest lesson um having been back in the business of so the Remarkables group for the last three months and also running my other business on the other side, which is Remarkability, which is my books and my speaking and my writing and mentoring, that um, I've really realized that when I'm away from Lexi and I'm engaged in business activities that aren't 120% setting my soul on fire, that's when I really miss her and I start to question what I'm doing with my time. Whereas when I'm doing something like doing a four-hour mentoring session with someone, my soul is just bursting I'm so excited mm. so thrilled to be doing it so I think for me it was really a, a big lesson to devote next year devote my energy to the areas that are absolutely setting my soul on fire and it's not to say that I haven't been enjoying the Remarkables group I really really have and I adore my team and I adore our, our clients I think it's just when you're going to be investing a significant chunk of time in something for me it's that next iteration of what my career journey looks like it needs to be yes the soul on fire stuff and that's incredible Lorraine because that's actually for me what really is the gemstone within motherhood amongst many of them which is that it really gets you to drill down and get super clear and focused on what your soul purpose is and what your desire yes. is and what sets you on fire it's not just about the incredible journey of becoming an actual mother that in itself is mind-blowing but it also really gets you to ask those powerful questions doesn't it and it sounds like that's what you've yes. gone through and you're you're re-evaluating like you said the next iteration 
of life and business and Lexi's at the center of all of that. So I think that's huge. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it really is. I think I'm still processing. <laughs> I feel like I need a couple of weeks off over Christmas just to actually process everything that's happened this year. And because I'm sure you identify with this as well. Often you're just go, 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 go and big things happen and you don't quite um, filter them through your, your brain. So I think yeah, I need a bit of time to process all the lessons from this year and I'm sure there'll be more to come as well. Yes. I mean, for those listening who are a similar to, to both you and I in terms of having our own businesses, I can sort of show a slightly different side to that coin, which is, is similar, but it's it's different in the fact that uh, the journey for me in pregnancy and motherhood has really called me to move into a state of surrender in quite a uh, quite a unique way for me, which means almost relinquishing and letting go of a lot of um, uh, big dreams that were not fully formed. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is I've felt very called to, unless it really is a tug at the soul dream and unless it really is the kind of thing that keeps me awake at night because I actually have to chase it down I've felt very called to completely surrender into motherhood for a season or two or three that's kind of what my soul is actually asking me for Mm. and that's been a really tough thing to uh, to wake up to because it's like well, well no what about the achieving and what about the creating and what about the goals and what about the money and blah 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 when actually what my next duration has been is this journey, right? These children, mm-hmm. this family unit, these life-changing moments with, with my beautiful children. So mm-hmm. I'm sharing that because I just want to really elaborate on what you've just offered to all of us, which is that motherhood, babies, these beautiful beings that come into our life, they actually force us to reassess. And if we're willing to listen to our soul's calling – there might be a really big, scary set of changes that come through, but that doesn't mean that they're mm-hmm. wrong and that doesn't mean that they're mm-hmm. permanent, right? It could yeah, be that. Absolutely. And like you said, you said a season. I loved when you said that because there's a, it's not set in stone, you know, the decisions you make. It's just a season. And then when that season has ended, you, I'm sure you'll have another season. I really yes. like what you said there. I think it's a really nice look at things. Well, it kind of reminds me of what you said at the very beginning when you mentioned that, you know, you were deep in your business and so was your partner and then you had this realization to have a child. And something dawned on me when you said that, which was something I heard a very long time ago, which was, who's to say that you might not have your greatest success at 40 or 45 or that Mm. you might have an explosive business idea at 50? And I think it's also about letting go of the idea that there's this ticking time bomb, right? That things have to be achieved by a certain point. I know the urgency, right? And that there's a certain age frame where things are appropriate. And actually what we really need to do is respond in the moment to what our soul is calling for. And then we Mm -hmm. find a way to blend our business into all of that or to press pause or to start again. Exactly that. And Wade and I have talked about this a lot. You know, we don't ever see ourselves not working. Hmm. You know, that's just not, we'll always, I, I believe our generation will always work because we'll have, um, Hopefully, you know, our, our health will be a lot stronger than any previous generations in terms of the advances in healthcare and preventative measures and all that kind of thing. And, and also, I just can't imagine what we would do if we weren't working, whatever that looks like. So if we think about that and we think we might be working until we're 80 or 90, you know, I'm 35 now. I've still got another 40, 50 years of working. And, you know, not even necessarily working, but, you know, having fun with it as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I think when you think about that, you go, wow, there's, there's really no urgency at all. I really like that. It's kind of reframing what work means. And it reminds me of um, my daughter goes to a Montessori playgroup and they don't refer to 
the children playing as playing. They refer to it as working. And it always makes me smile ah. when my daughter comes up and says, Mommy, I'm just going to go sit in the corner and do some work over here. Because oh, she's cute. now seeing that as a positive experience yes. and that working is yes. channeling her creativity and focusing on something that really lights her up. So I like that reframe, you know. It doesn't have to be work, this drudgery, this thing that we dread it's creation isn't it and it shifts and changes all the time a baby comes in and throws things into a different pattern and that's kind of what the blend is about isn't it yeah that's really interesting what you said about the the reframing for kids from such an early age because if you can imagine most children if they see their parents they're you know oh I've got to go to work now you know Sunday night they're like I've got work tomorrow and that's that's the framing that that children would be getting you know Mm -hmm. even me if I go oh I've got to go to a meeting now like Lexi's only six months old, but she's absorbing all of that mm. that messaging. Mm. So I put the Montessori is doing. That's really interesting. Well, it's a it's something I'm very conscious of doing. I I talk to my daughter about how today is her day at school, and Mummy's got to go to work. And she she asks me, "Why are you going to work? What's going on, Mum?" And I make sure that I'm really positive and very joyful about my description of work. And I always yes, yes. throw in the comment, "I'm really excited to do my work today, Soleil, and I hope you're excited to go Aww. to school." Because I, oh, I, feel, I feel exactly what you just said. I don't want it to be this, you know, especially if we are working as long as you've just predicted, which I think you're right, it has to be joyful, doesn't it? And we have to find a way to blend mm. it and make it work at every different stage and every different season. So yeah. I want to go a little deeper into the blending, right? Because I've said that a few times and that is something that I had learned from you. I remember your Instagram post where you mentioned that you're choosing to blend baby in business instead of juggle and I thought yes go woman that is such an awesome way of reframing that let's talk about that a little bit because besides the fact that you said something quite funny on your post about how juggling a baby is too precarious and (laughs) nerve-wracking because I get it it would be (laughs) talk to me about what blending actually means for you and why you're steering away from the juggle I think you know just on that it's actually something you said to me years ago so um, for anyone listening, Claire was my coach for, I think we worked together for maybe three to six months, yeah. um, just after I started the business and I was exhausted and you were just, just this angel who nurtured me and, and got me back to a good place. Um, but I remember I was talking to you in one of our sessions and I said, I feel like I've got too many plates spinning. Yes. And you actually said to me, oh, plate seems very precarious. Is there another language that we could use to describe that? So when I started thinking about, okay, I'm not juggling, I'm blending, that was actually immediately linked back to what you had said to me all those years ago, oh, because it is so precarious. Cool. And, and I don't know how to juggle. You know, you, I'm assuming you don't know how to juggle. No, Very few people know how to juggle. <laughs> and yet so many people say to me, how are you finding this juggle between the business and the baby? No one has ever asked my husband that question. Not once. Mm. It's just, it's not even a thing when it, when it, when it comes to men. So I think for me, um, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it all out, obviously, because uh, I'm very much a rookie still at this. She's only six months old. But for me, that the blending slash instead of juggling thing, it's it's really a, a self-talk thing for me. Yes. I never let myself go down the route of I am juggling. So it's not like blending for me. Maybe I'll figure this out. There'll be a whole ethos and process and philosophy, and I'll write a book about it at some stage. But I, I don't actually have any hard principles to share at this point in it. For me, talking about blending rather than juggling, it's, it's very much for my sanity. Yes. Because if I get up in the morning and go, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I should have asked that question before we started. You know, if I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm like, shit, now I need to juggle all day today. Like, that's just 
fucking exhausting. I don't want to do that. That sounds like a horrible way to live my life. Mm. Whereas if I get up today and I'm saying, okay, I'm blending, well, that, that works. Um, so for me, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying and I'm not nailing this on any, on any basis. I don't think it's that whole thing. If you know, wherever you are, be fully there. Mm-hmm. So yes. if I'm with Lexi, I'm trying to be fully there. But it's so hard to not plan out, okay, what's my to-do list tomorrow? Or pick up my phone and quickly check my email so that I can put my phone away as soon as she goes down to sleep. So I'm I'm trying as much as I can to be present with her. Um, and just doing small things like at five o'clock-ish, she starts down for bed. So getting down on the mat, stripping all her clothes off, and we just lie there and have a roll and a plate. It's, it's trying to create those moments for her. Because yes. the other balance is this morning, I've got, after we do this podcast interview, I've got to jump into my dress and go do a presentation to 25 corporate marketers. Then I'm spending some time with Wade helping him with some marketing strategy. Then I've got to run over and get my hair done because I'm doing filming tomorrow. So today's like really big. Um, but what I'm trying to do is, yeah, try be in each of those things. So speaking to you now, I'm trying to be fully here speaking to you rather than saying, okay, so what have you got to do when you mm. get off this call? Mm. Does that make sense? Oh my God, 100%. You don't need it. an ethos and a philosophy because self-talk is everything. Self-talk is yeah. at the crux of all that we do. If we've got the right mindset and the right language and we feel aligned to that, that's life-changing. Mm. That's game-changing, isn't it? So if you're talking yeah. about blending and that gets you bouncing out of bed and focused and inspired and confident and courageous instead of all the opposite to that, then that's kind of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. I feel like I don't have to write a book now. No, I just did it for you, Lorraine. There you go. <laughs> you just did it. Thank you. And <laughs> um, sorry, I think what I was saying there was like, you know, last night I got down on the floor and played with her on her mat for a while. But then this morning I had to bang some stuff out before I got on the call to you because after this, you know, it's on, I need to leave the house and, and it's it's a big day beyond this. So she sat on her little bouncy chair and played with her tea there. And while I was working, you know, that's that's the balance, isn't it? It's trying to make sure that you have that time where it's their playtime, but then at the same time you're getting stuff done. Like this morning, I just had to put her in a chair and I had to get some work done because that's what needed to happen. And you know and that's what? the blending, that's I guess. It. That's it. That's it. Even for those of us who are not working a business in that way, it, we still have to have those moments where, you know, I have to, I have to say to Soleil, okay, I'm going to go clean up the kitchen now. I've got to go hang up some laundry now. And then I come back and I'm fully present with her. Let her climb on top of me. We have mm. little rolls and tackles and plays and whatever it is. And then again, we switch to a different mode. And I think that's part of what what um, what we have to do, obviously, to, to do that role switching constantly. But it's also a really good lesson for our children to witness. You know, my mum is effortlessly, as much as she can, consciously being present in everything that she does whether it's doing the laundry or bashing out some emails or playing with me. She's there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, something else that came through when you were just talking then about all of that was the need for compassion, right? Because this is a choice to blend instead of juggle. And you kept saying the word trying. And sometimes we don't do it so well, do we? Sometimes we don't blend as well as we want to. So how do you bring compassion for yourself into this? Oh, that's a really good one. I think that does come back to the self-talk again. And and I don't know when I started doing this, but I started becoming my own coach in my head. Mm. And and because what I realized was that I would say, oh, Lauren, you're such a dickhead. Why did you do that that way? Or this is just awful. Everything's terrible today. Everything's stressful. And then, of course, it would be stressful. So I really um, 
a mainly in business, you know, if something wasn't going so well, I'd just say, Lorraine, you're doing your best, you're doing your very best. Because what I was realizing is I was speaking to myself in a way that I would never, ever speak to one of my friends or um, my sister or, you know, anyone I cared about, a person on the street. I would never look at them and go, God, you're so stupid. Why did you do that that way? Nice. So I think for me now around the compassion, it's just that self-talk. It's like you're, you're doing your best. Um, and I do think just that the fact that it did take us a while for Lexi's soul to arrive and then it t- she took her sweet time actually arriving into the outside world. I think I've learned a lot of patience, which I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have, I, I'm not a patient person. Like I think it's my biggest weakness is that I'm very impatient. Um, but I think what I'm discovering in this journey is, is in with, with her. It's, it's just like, this is where we're at right now. You know, for the last two nights, she's woken up and she's screamed her feet at 11 o'clock at night which is so not like her um, and I've had to get up early the next morning and there's been big and I'm just like well that's that's where we're at right now and I've really surprised myself at how patient I am good so I think it's it's finding the patience yeah for myself as well I don't know if I'm articulating that no you well. are I think I think patience is compassion isn't it because you're patient with yourself mm. you're being gentle yes I like that yeah it is you're right absolutely right and you know what? I, the amount of arguments that I had with my husband in those beginning months, I would be standing there saying, this is just a phase. It's going to pass. She's going to sleep again better or whatever it was. And the resistance that he felt because he couldn't see out the other side of it, it was such a massive learning for both of us because pay, we don't really know patience until we're forced to experience it on that level. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when you're impatient, we really have to go, all right, gentle now, go softly. Yes. Be compassionate. Yes, yes. And I had to be compassionate with him and I had to be compassionate with her and with myself and, yeah, and then just breathe. So, yeah, massive lesson. Isn't motherhood mm. wild? <laughs> it really is. And the things that I worried about were the things that didn't transpire. It's a very same, like there's so many parallels between having a startup when you, you start a business, you're so um, cognizant of all these things that could go wrong. And, and I I don't think I'm alone in that. There was a couple of things. I was like, okay, this if anything goes wrong, it's going to be do these two things. And you do your very, very best not to let those things two things happen. But then actually what does happen is something that you were completely unexpected. You, you never in a million years expected that those things were going to happen and they become the biggest challenges. So mm. I think, yeah, for me, it's been like, I, I thought there was things that I would, worry about or I would have to worry about and actually with totally different things mm. it's, yeah there's just no predicting anything it's fascinating <laughs> it's absolutely fascinating that's part of the surrender and the patience isn't it and I can imagine with the startup this yes. is like what you had there is just like how many moments a day where you just have to go okay I'll let go of control of that and okay I'll be patient yes. with that I see it and you know I wish mm. I had that insight I mean I, I don't regret anything but I think it would be very interesting for me now to, to go into full-on startup mode, knowing what I know from having had Lexi and the patience and the the being present and this two shall pass, all that. Like, I think it will be really interesting to go back and do it all again. Mm, what do you but think with would be the, the learnings of being, I think I would be a lot more conscious of where I was spending my time. Mm. And, I, and I've always been quite careful of where I spend my time, but I think this would just be that on steroids. And wow. um, and I would I've had amazing team members like absolutely amazing. I think now having worked with Natalie, who's a mom of three and like incredibly successful mom of three, you know she's an outstanding woman. 
I think I would try to surround myself with other women or parents because I think Mm. they, they get it more. And I have never seen anyone get more work done than Natalie does in a week. Like it's incredible. Um, you know, she works full time. She's got three kids. She's incredibly efficient. And I think what we've learned as well in our business this year, to be very honest, is we've had some team members come through the business at different points this year who, you know, they're more junior. They're in their early twenties. They need hand holding, but they also need culture in the business. You know, they want to have someone go have a beer with them Friday night and whatever future businesses I build will not be built on that because, Nat and I both had our own children, like actual children, and you just don't have the energy or the mental bandwidth to then invest in creating this amazing uh, culture where we have beers and we go for lunch every Tuesday. And like you just, for me now, it's about just getting great work done. And that's not to say that I don't care about my team, but I, I want people who are on that boat with me who are similar in terms of they just want to go and get work done. Whether they have kids or not, I don't think that's... Um, a prerequisite but it's just about it's all about the work and not necessarily about ping pong tables and having beers on Thursday night it's I just I'm not interested in that and I did that for years and I loved it you know I loved building a culture in the Remarkables group I've had so many incredible experience and super fond memories and um, one of my team members moved back to Canada and she's back here in Sydney again this week and we're going I saw her this week for for tea and then I'm seeing her next week her and her husband our partner but it's you know we've got so many fond memories that we reflect on but whatever business I do in future I don't think it'll be solely built on culture it'll be about the work Mm, that's really interesting that makes sense totally makes sense yeah because you you only have so much bandwidth you know you you and your family is now yeah and your family's now taking priority right yes exactly and you know the people I work with but it's it's just a different type of energy where you're not trying to carry a culture. It's more that people create their own culture together. Mm. It's a more of a co-creation. I like that. Yes, and it's not all on you to be everything and do everything for everyone. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. So talking about your family, obviously your partner Wade has his business as well as you, and now you yes. have Lexi thrown into that, and you're doing this beautiful job trying every day to, to blend so what have been some of the actual challenges and some of the wins? You, you kind of loosely touched on it a moment ago. Anything there that oh, you could God, share for us? That's a huge question. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote in my book, so my second book is coming out in January, and I wrote in the acknowledgements to Wade. I said, you know, you and I certainly didn't choose the boring path. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty... Um, eventful for want of a better word um so it's it's definitely super 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 challenging um and I mean I can't think of any other way to speak about this than really honestly when you've got two people who are growing businesses you've got double the uncertainty because I think for most people if they have a business either they're in the business together and mm. um, which means that you've you've got a lot more visibility on what each the other one is doing um, and you're in it together you know you're a team and I know that comes with its challenges as well um or I think the more typical is that one of you have, has a business and the other has a job, yes. which means that you've got an element of security. And, you know, I do in security in inverted commas because you could get made redundant tomorrow, as happened to me um, a few years ago. You know, so I, I think that's very much a, it's perceived security, I think, when you have a job because yes. really you're, you're only as safe as the business and, and you're not driving that business so you have no control over how safe that business is or not um but that said you know you you're more likely to have a nine to five you're not coming home on friday night worrying about how you're going to pay your team on monday you, you, those issues just don't exist 
Um, and I think also Wade's at a different life stage in his business, whereby I've had mine five and a half years, whereas his is only almost two years old. So mm-hmm. they're still very, very much in startup mode and, you know, the, the excitement and terror that comes with that. So I think for us, that's been the biggest challenge, I think, is how do we both do our thing while also giving Lexi the best care that mm. we can. So that's, I mean, in terms of how we try and manage that, I think communication we've realized is just everything. Our Sunday night planning session is that doesn't happen. The wheels come off for the whole week for both of us. Like it just doesn't work. And it's not just that Sunday night planning. It's it's every day then. Okay, so what's happening with you tomorrow? Where are we at? Yes. Like it's it's exhausting having to communicate so much, but it's just absolutely essential. Um, and a huge win from it is that Wade, when he did his goals this year, because we were obviously pregnant, he said, I want to have three days with my family a week, which was a huge deal because he's a hardcore workaholic. You know, he works 10 times harder than I do. And he's ex-military, so he's used to just working till he bleeds, essentially. <laughs> so we've got a very, very different approach to work, Wade and I. Nice one, Wade. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's pretty hardcore. So when he said he wanted to spend three days with the family, I was like, whoa, that's huge. So then when we got back, um, because we did a trip when Lexi was six weeks old, when we got back and she was 12 weeks, I said, you know, are you still interested in in doing that day? And and he said he was, and I was absolutely blown away. Um, And so he has Lexi on Wednesdays, and we've got a nanny who comes in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that Wednesday is just so beautiful Mm. for him. he loves the time with her. And I think the massive blessing in him having that time is that it's not Lorraine's way or the highway. He has yes. his day and he dresses her. And, you know, some of the outfits aren't amazing, but he <laughs> dresses her. I joke with him. I'm like, baby, just don't get her aesthetic yet. You know, we're really working hard on this aesthetic that she has. Yes, I love but, it. But, you know, yesterday, Wednesday, they went to the beach together for the afternoon. And, you know, he came back and she was covered in sand and she and was happy. so happy yes. and he was so happy and you know he was so proud of himself because he brought her to the beach on his own he's like whoa babe but that was a lot of logistics and yes. I was like yep you know he had to figure out sunscreen and they got in the rock pool there was a starfish there so he was you know he moved her to another it was just really lovely and mm. I'm really really proud of him because I know how important his business is and I'm just so blown away at him that he's making that investment in her I mean no one whole day a week may not sound like a huge amount, but when you think about what you could be achieving in inverted commas, if you were in your business, that's, it's huge. Oh no, I think that's So for incredible. him to make that time, it's huge. And, and he doesn't even acknowledge how big a deal that is, but I'm just, I'm so proud of him for doing that. Oh no, it's massive. And she loves it. You know, she gets time with her daddy. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Well, Chris is the same. He doesn't get a whole day, but when he has time with her, he just lights up and she's the same. And I think it's so important. That is so inspirational, mm. Lorraine, for you to acknowledge those challenges, but also, you know, to, to watch you guys blend and mould and, and create as best as you possibly can with what you've got. And it's clearly coming out really well and beautifully for your daughter and for all of you. Oh, it's I hope really so. gorgeous. And I think for anybody Wait, out just there, said yesterday we're having a pretty... Sorry, go Sorry, on. go ahead. No, no, go. No, no, you go. I can't remember what I was going to say because now I want to hear what Wade said. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. <laughs> no, we were just having a pretty heavy conversation yesterday about one of our businesses and, and Wade just said, kind of, because Lexi was on my lap the whole time we are having the conversation, he's like, well, at least she'll learn resilience. And I was like, yep, she will. <laughs> so many other things. By osmosis. So many other things, though. I mean, she's, she's clearly <laughs> learning inspiration and strength and courage and the ability to believe in herself and take risks because you're two parents who are 
juggling these businesses I'm not going to use the word juggle ever again I feel like I can't now but you know (laughs) creating this life around her and you know there's a lot of people out there and you know what parents can be like we can judge and say things like oh you should be with your kid Mm. full-time or oh you should be work full-time or whatever it is but for her she chose you guys and she chose it because she's going to learn what she needs from what she's witnessing like that's Mm, massive that's lovely I love that idea yeah that's really beautiful well, that's it, right? She chose you. You guys have qualities in you that she needs and, and she can listen to those business strategy conversations and God knows where she's going to be in 25 years from now. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> I love I it. I was going to say before, so those people that are so fascinated, like you mentioned before, with the juggle, how are you doing the juggle? I think you've given us a really lovely insight into that. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty everyday details like how do you prep for Lexi and pack this and da-da-da because that's just all logistics, isn't it? And that's just all about being organized. But when you mentioned your Sunday night planning sessions, I think whether we all have businesses or not, that is a must. That is a must, the communication, the planning. You basically have to strategize your family life, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. One of my friends put it so well. She said they treat her and her husband. She's kind of dips in and out of entrepreneurship and he's got his own business. And she said they treat their family like a business and their business like a family, which I oh, thought was wow. really interesting. I yeah. Down. And you know, that's under night planning. We, we used to do that. Like we'd kind of, we were a bit half arsed with it, to be honest. And then when Lexi came and we were having a lot of arguments um, and just a lot of unmet expectations, because I would just, a lot of unmet expectations and a huge amount of assumptions, mainly on my part, that I would assume he would be available to do something. Yes. Um, and that, that, so that Sunday night, it's just, it has to happen. You know, whether we've got people over or we're doing at 11 o'clock at night because we've been out doing something or Lexi's been on settle, it just has to happen because it's a shit fight. That's the only way I can describe it if we don't do that. Shit fight, that's it. Gosh. Shit fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the countless arguments that I've had with my partner and that I'm sure many other mums and dads listening to right now will be agreeing mm. and going, yep, that's shit. That, there's a lot of shit fighting. <laughs> Yes, huge amounts, yeah. But it all comes down to, like you said, expectations, doesn't it? Dropping those expectations yes. and staying open, being patient with each other and compassionate and communicating. Yes, yeah. And it's it's exhausting. You know, when I say mm. it sounds awful that it's communicating, it's exhausting to communicate. But when you've got so much other things, so many other things going on, and then you've got to sit down and make a plan with someone else, it's just like, oh, I just want to get on with it. But that's, again, that's where the patience and the learning comes in, isn't it? Yes. So this is one question I think we really have to go to before we wrap up, and that is how are you blending Lorraine into this new life that has business thrown in there and baby and Wade? How are you blending Lorraine in there and looking after Lorraine? That's a really good question. I actually said to Wade the other day, I was like, I feel like, because I I was worried about that, like the lack of me time and, and after baby. Um, and I just said, wait, there. I was like, I feel like I get so much more than most women probably get. You know, I feel really lucky to get what I get. Mm. So for me, my exercise, so my, I used to do four to five, either Pilates or yoga sessions a week and a long walk and, you know, meandering around for three hours. Like, oh my God, I look back at that and go, imagine <laughs> just meandering for three hours. Oh. Like, whoa. Oh, no, I've forgotten. <laughs> I've forgotten. It's crazy. So for me and um, my exercise so that I try and get three classes now a week and mm-hmm. um, so it just means that I used to go to a class at like 5 p.m now I go at 7 15 when wait Lexi's down when wait's down when Lexi's down for the night so again that needs to be planned into our Sunday night planning session yes. so I know that he's going to be back by x time and he hasn't let me down once which 
actually, I, I feel like I should say all this to him because um, he's, you know, he tends to get absorbed in what he's doing with work and just, you know, get in flow and, and not kind of be conscious of time. And he's been back on the dot of when he said he's need to be. He's been absolutely incredible. So the, the exercise is awesome. And something else that we're trialing, which has been an absolute godsend, is we split Saturdays into the first half of Saturday is my time to go do whatever I want to do. And then the second half of Saturday is Wade's time to go do whatever he wants yes, to do. Smart. Um, and I'm loving that because just things like getting your nails done, like I don't want to, I bring Lexi most places with me, but I don't want to bring her into a nail bar full of chemicals. Yes. And, you know, if she needs to be picked up, then I'm going to ruin my manicure, which defeats the whole purpose of going there in the first place. Um, I also don't want to pay a nanny $35 an hour to so I can get my nails done. Like that turns into a very expensive manicure. So Saturday mornings are my time to go do stuff like get my nails done. Last Saturday morning, I went and did my Christmas shopping. Um, so I did shopping for Lexi and Wade and my team. And that was just really lovely to have time to wander around Westfield. Like just, again, simple things that, and like I can wander with Lexi, but you're you're still cognizant of, oh, does she need to feed soon? Yes. Or, you know, I don't want to haul her around shops for three hours because, you know, that's not really exactly fun for a baby, as chilled as she is. Um, so that Saturday morning has been amazing. Um, and then we meet in the middle for like lunch and then that's handover. He gives me Lexi and he goes off normally to work because <laughs> mm. that's his choice. Um, but that Saturday morning has been amazing. And then that Sunday, then Sunday is sacred Sunday. So it's just time together. Um, my love language is is quality time. So for me, that then fills my tank up with Wade. Because really, until Sunday morning, it's been very much, okay, we're passing the baton yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night, we've got into a routine of, we've booked a babysitter every Wednesday night. So that's our date night, which is, again, this is all very new in the last month or so that we're trying to put all this stuff in place um but then yeah Sunday's our time together which is a really special time and then I look forward to that especially when we've got a nice plan for Sunday rather than just an empty Sunday with nothing to look forward to mm. we've got something really nice to look forward to that's that's really lovely I really love that Lorraine I so love yes, that you guys answer, I do think I'm getting the me time yay <laughs> I love how expected. conscious you're being about it it's really it's really inspiring and I hope that anyone listening is writing down notes because you can't have this spontaneous Let's just do whatever when you want, whatever no. you want, whenever you want with no. the baby. It just doesn't happen. But to be conscious and to plan yeah. out actual space for you, that's just big tick for me. I'm so impressed. Awesome. I'm loving it. And, you know, I think that was from observing you from afar and other women from afar saying, you know, me time is a real challenge. Mm. So it's, and, you know, it's not a huge amount of me time, but when I do get it, I, I love it. Yeah, and then for me then, it. lovely me time is kind of Saturday afternoon or Sunday cooking and just listening to my Oprah podcast and podcasts like yours and Lisa Ambrosini and just filling my my soul up and cooking that that's a really nice me time so even though Wade and Lexi are there it's kind of just I go into my zone and I yay really love that. oh I'm so happy to hear that and thank you for sharing it's really it's really inspiring so I'm going to wrap up here thank with you. three final questions that are really super quick and easy yes. um and just fire off whatever comes to mind I'm sure there's more than one to it but just whatever comes up for you so what do you do Lorraine at the moment to free your mind meditate nice um that has that that took a three-month fall off the cliff when Lexi arrived and <laughs> I used to practice the miracle morning religiously and I used to spend an hour doing the miracle morning which I just loved and, and I'm actually missing that but I, I do meditate for 10 minutes like if, if she wakes me even if she's awake before me and she's kind of mooching I'll just jump up quickly and go sit on the sofa for 10 minutes beautiful um, and just just 10 minutes I love uh, it. that's the biggest one I think yeah and journaling but I, I don't get to journal every day like I used to it's kind of more like once a week but when I do it just it's a great great download I really love that yeah another advocate for meditation beautiful okay so how do yes. you feel 
how do you fuel your body? I know you love your, your food, but what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about fueling your body? Food. Yeah, for me it starts with food, 100%, what I'm putting in. And is um, there a, 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 yeah. a priority with that or, or a must-have when it comes to your food? I try to go with the 80-20 rule when it mm. comes to my food. So, you know, I'll have chocolate and I had two glasses of wine with the team last night. I will some nights have a lot more than that. We just have a big presentation today, so I didn't go <laughs> hardcore last night. Um, so I will do all that, but I try and keep that as the 20%. So 80% of the time, so generally Monday to Friday, Thursday, if I'm having really solid quality meals, having my lemon drink in the morning, having my green smoothie, having my healthy, clean treats in the afternoon, all that, then I feel like Saturday, Sunday, I can, I, I don't really worry about what I'm putting in. Beautiful. That's, that's my general guide. I like it. And your favorite way to feed your soul? Nature. Ah, yes. Yeah, like long walks, speech time, that's soul filling for me. Maybe not and also, walks. <laughs> no, maybe not three hours, but even a 30 minute walk in nature. And that, that's few and far between because we live in, right in the middle of Surrey Hills. And it's, you know, as I said to you at the start of this podcast, we currently have roadworks on one side of the house and construction on the other side. Like it's loud. So anytime that I get silence and quiet and nature, that's just heaven, absolute heaven. Yes. And I don't make enough of an effort to get that. Well, maybe this might be a little reminder for you. Yes, indeed. Beautiful, Lorraine. You have a new book coming out at, is it January now? January, yes. Yes. And this book is going to be a way to support other people to get as organized as you clearly are, right? Exactly. So it's Get Remarkably Organized. I was blown away. My first book was Remarkability, which was came out last year. And I had a chapter in that called Get Seriously Fucking Organized. <laughs> and I cannot believe how many people have told me that's their favorite chapter. So I've written a whole book about just helping people, you know, you and I both know, social media, demands of family, careers, partners, life. It's just, it's out of control. So the whole purpose of this book is to give people a bit of an infrastructure to help them get back in the driving seat of their lives. Um, and I actually included yeah. a chapter on being organized with family because when I used to, it's fascinating, when I used to, um, to pre-Lexi talk about my miracle morning and my beautiful, you know, leisurely morning routine, like inevitably I would get the question, so how do you do this with a baby? <laughs> so I actually included a chapter on that in family. And, you know, I was writing that when Lexi was eight weeks old, so I, I really didn't know anything about it just yet but I did speak to a lot of people that I see doing a really good job at the blend mm. and being organized at it so um yeah there's a chapter in there on family and you, you clearly probably quite relevant for your listeners it totally is and for me as well and you clearly appreciate and know that structure creates freedom so I'm sure your oh, yeah. new book is going to really support so many of us to tap into a little bit more of that freedom and oh I hope so that blend that we all are trying to achieve without going completely insane yes <laughs> Lorraine, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to reconnect with you and to talk with you about business and baby and this incredible blend that you're doing. And I know it's going to keep unfolding. So I'm sure we'll chat oh, again you. in the future to get more of your incredible lessons. And yes, uh, I, so. I will thank make so sure, much. my pleasure, I'll make sure that anyone that has been listening can link back in the show notes to you and all your bits and pieces and where they can connect with you. Your Insta stories always make me smile. And um, where <laughs> That's they can get because they're all Lexi. Hands. Everyone smiles to see Lexi. <laughs> beautiful. And where they can get their hands on your incredible book when it comes out in January. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Claire. That was such, I just felt like it was just the easiest chat. I didn't even feel like I was being interviewed. That was magic. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. 
guys, how awesome was that conversation with Lorraine? She really is quite a remarkable woman and clearly the blend for her with business and baby is something she's journeying on right now, but with her remarkable organizational skills and consciousness and willingness to show up and the self-talk practices that she shared, I think that there is a lot that us mamas and papas out there can really learn from. So I hope this has inspired you in some way and given you some key takeaways and lessons. So as I mentioned at the end of that call, if you head back over to clarabay.com slash episode 16, so that's episode 16, you'll be able to link back to Lorraine's work. You can connect with her on social media and you can also find out where to get her new book, which is coming out in January called Get Remarkably Organized. And like I said, Lorraine is a remarkable woman. She has created a lot. She has achieved a lot in her life. But what I admire the most from Lorraine is that she's showing up and that she's willing to do the work for herself, for her family, for her beautiful business, and that she's not buying into any of those stories that get thrown at her, you know, as a woman, as an as a mama and as a business owner, she's writing the story for herself, which is really inspiring. And I know I've learned a lot from our chat today and I really hope that you have as well. So please do connect with Lorraine. There's a lot that I'm sure you will get from that connection and not to mention just getting to listen to her awesome, beautiful Irish accent at any chance possible. All right, my lovelies, thank you so much for connecting. And as always, please let me know what you think. Give me a rating on iTunes for this episode. Hit me back with some comments and some thoughts, maybe even what you loved or even what you didn't like about this call. Just share with us. We'd love to get uh, your feedback on all of this. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye.